Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to this week's Yellow Army Talker United podcast on another filthy morning, Rich. Oh, it's lovely. Lovely for hippopotamuses. <laughs> it is lovely for hippopotamuses. <laughs> Hippopotami, hippopotamuses. Hip, hip, yeah, hippos. hippo something. Hippos. Uh, this will become clear later on in the podcast. Now, hey, almost, almost that's, a, that's, a, that's Aaron Jarvis on the phone. <laughs> this will be somebody saying, My, I, this is Microsoft, or no, it's just a deadline. You didn't pick it up quickly enough for I your uh, for your latest offer. Shall we start again? No. Shall we just go with this? <laughs> so people people can get a glimpse into the home life of uh, of your podcasters. And um, anybody else work at home and get calls three or four I don't times get calls, a day? Do you not? I've, no. Well, I, I, I've never really used the landline that I've got, so I don't think I've put it out there into the into no, the. Mind. It's the, just the. Uh, it's very annoying and... Um, Just don't plug it, Guy. I, well, I could, I could, but there you Do go. people still use your landline? Okay, occasionally yeah, they do. Yeah, see. I but, just don't have anyone using it, so... So if we're, go- if we're going to run straight through on tape, it's a good job that I didn't give them the normal response that um, sometimes they Is get. Is that unpublishable? Which has holiday words <laughs> in it. Right, back into the, um, into the swing of things. We've been up to the uh, South Devon College training ground this morning. Yeah, I've got, I've got a slightly hurty arm at the moment for okay. some reason okay and uh sort of leaning over and shutting the door when i've got in the car is a bit difficult because a bit bit of a reach and then to pull it it's just uh, pulling on okay. the muscle that hurts and uh, i didn't have to do that because the wind closed the door for me <laughs> instead which was great amazing well there you go you've had a couple of insights into our domestic yeah no the, what, the, the point of that was it was very windy very, very almost windy. as windy as it was on saturday at points at playmore you remember, or you won't remember, back in the 1970s, Muhammad Ali's fights always used to have colourful names, the Thriller in Manila, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Rumble in the Jungle. Yeah. So I was trying to think of one for last Saturday's game against Halifax. It was either the Slog in the Bog yeah. <laughs> or the Romp in the Swamp. I prefer the Romp in the Swamp. The Romp in or the, the Swamp. The, the Slog in the Bog makes me conjure up different images. <laughs> So the romp in the swamp formed quite a big part of what we're talking about with yeah. the gaffer. Uh, we'll return to it as ever. On the other side of Gary Johnson. Gaff, one of the highlights of the 1-0 win against Halifax on Saturday was the real resilience and how strong your team finished the game. Mm. It was like a real togetherness in the team. That's something that's been reflected in, in training over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, you want the individual work rate and energy and intensity. Um, but when you get everybody doing it at the same time, then you become a pretty good force and that's what we've been trying to get trying to get everybody a little bit nearer their 100% because you know, I've said it before nobody really knows what their 100% is um, but they're striving for it at the moment we keep pushing them a little bit and you're right it did it all came together um, the boys looked a very strong unit as you said and uh, it was nice to finish the game with that sort of professionalism and game management so right right to the end um, and we played some good stuff again you know, and that's important to us we want to 
and make sure that uh, even in the conditions that we, you know, we played, we played in over the last couple of games, especially the last one, um, you could ask the lads, and they probably wouldn't have felt that the, the weather affected them. It didn't look like it anyway, even though it was gale force in this Riviera, and you're having a laugh. And, um, but anyway. Um, yeah, so we, we were really pleased with the, the way the game went and the way the you know, team, and they were pleased as well, and it was good because sometimes you, the, the lads need to feel it and uh, see it and believe it. Now, someone said the sixth form against the Aldershot earlier on in the season set the marker for the standards of the team, but in a different way, did you feel that Saturday, in terms of work rate, rate resilience, keeping clean, and the fact that Mark Holster was relatively untroubled throughout the game has set a different standard in a different way? Yes, um, you, you've got to be solid with the ball, not get away too quickly, um, and then get caught on the transitions, and then you've got to be able to transition yourself quickly with quality. And, uh, and we did both. We had other opportunities, you know, we had quite a lot of play um, in their half, um, where uh, it was 10, 12 passes once just outside there. And each time everybody was screaming, shoot. <laughs> but uh, they were defending quite well. And, um, but we were finding our players. And in the end, we, we got the shot. But unfortunately, Mox's shot went far higher than the the crossbar. <laughs> and when you're trying to put a run together, as you've been challenging your team to do for, for some time now, you obviously need that starting point, which it could be was, was on last Saturday. And although it's a different competition in the FA Trophy on Saturday, there's no reason why back-to-back -back wins can't be the start of that one, is there? No. Um, we want back-to-back -back wins. The, both competitions are important to us. Uh, they're important to the players. There's players that are just coming back from sort of long-term injuries, really. Um, you know, you still may lose one or two, you know, we don't know. So often we have to wait <coughs> till a Friday before we can uh, actually pick our team. Um, some of them always need that extra, e extra day or two. And we've got a big game in Bromley coming up and Boreham Wood, so we've got some um, tough games that we, we've got to get through, we're taking one at a time and uh, hopefully the boys through enjoying what they did against Halifax, you know, they'll understand that we've got to do the same against Taunton, we're not going to take them lightly at all um, because they've already knocked out Yeovil in the FA Cup. Uh, so it's, um, you know, we'll respect them again as we always say, um, but you've got to play and it's uh, hopefully the yeah, you know, we were able to get our pitch sorted out uh, as far as from the deluge that it had the other day. But uh, yeah, we've got some great ground staff to work hard and so hopefully it'll, everything will be okay. Yeah, I've got some of the experienced characters in the dressing room, like the likes of Asa Hall mm -hmm. and, and Demox, who are particularly prominent on Saturday. Some of the younger players, if you have to uh, sort of tell them a bit about the trophy, because it's obviously a competition you know very well about once with Yeovil. It'll yeah. be a big mm -hmm. game for Taunton. and if you had to explain how big a game this is for, for clubs at our level as well? Yes, um, I don't think you, they know, I think they know. Um, you know they watch the uh, trophy finals generally um, and it gets you know, very serious once it gets to the semi-finals and final. So we're trying to help them make it serious now 
<laughs> so that they realise that we would like to get through as many rounds as possible and, and if you're in it, you, you've got to try and win it. There's some big teams still in it, some uh, very good teams in it. But um, yeah, it's, we love playing football. So at the end of the day, the lads, if they do love playing football, then the more games that come along, the, the better. And uh, so this one will be taken very seriously. We haven't got a second team, so I can't go out and play a second team. Um, and we, we, we wouldn't, uh, there might be a few little knocks where you have to give somebody a, a bit of a break because otherwise you wouldn't be fit for the Bromley game. Um, and we, me and Downsy have to manage that. But, um, you know, the side will be strong and, and, and willing to get through, very willing to get through to the next round. Obviously, two new faces against Halifax in the squad. Is there right to any new faces against Taunton on Saturday? Um, yes, uh, there could be. Um, obviously, we've got Ricky come in and uh, we've got uh, James Crow. So, you know, they'll, they'll, um, they'll be available for us. Um, I know there's a lot of rumours and speculation about other people, but um, Nico Lawrence from Southampton, uh, we hope will be with us. Um, he's down here already, so he's, he's with us, we'll be training uh, today. Um, but we've just got to finalise the, the last signatures and things, you know, it's like people have got to work. Everyone's okay with it, so it's only a matter of time that, that that happens and it will hopefully happen before before Saturday. He's a centre back um, and uh, Southampton think very highly of him uh, because they've, uh, one of the things that we had to wait a little bit for was because him and his agent was negotiating a new contract at Southampton. He's very pleased with that, so that's a test of how much they like him because they don't want us to nick him. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's a good club to work with, absolutely, and uh, they understand what we do. And uh, we'll, we'll have him for the, uh, when it happens, for the remainder of the season. It's a testament to our club then, Gaffer, that you've got a club, a player of that quality, and they are trusting Talk United and yourself by letting a player of that calibre come down here to, to learn his trade? Yeah, well, I mean, a, a big plus for us is the fellow sitting over there down to you because he's a, you know, he's a top centre half um, for me and, and, you know, all through his career. And he works extensively with the centre backs. Um, as well as others, of course, we, we all do, we all play our part, but um, when these lads and clubs know that we've got a centre-half that uh, that's done the job uh, and a good coach and improves people, then uh, they're happy to send their centre-halves to us. Um, if you look back at the centre-backs that we've had, you know, Joe Lewis, Lucas Ness, who's now playing regular in Charles team, plus many others. Um, you can see, you know, why they think we will help their player become, be part of their uh, route to, to a premiership club and getting their, their first name. So that's where we are with that. But, and, and as a club, we make sure that they, these clubs get analysis of all their games, so we send that to them. 
we send out, you know, their, their stats of all the games, we report to them. You know, there's a, um, there's a way of, of, of dealing with uh, these big clubs because they want all that information and we can give them that and we're, we're honest with them. You know, if he's not been good, we tell them. If he has been good, we, we tell them. But uh, it's nice to have somebody and know that you've got some, they um, respect us enough to let him come for the whole thing. Not, well, we'll suck it and see. We'll see if he enjoys it, we'll see if he, you know, we're, we're sure about him. And um, so hopefully, and Southampton are sure that uh, this is a good uh, deal for both clubs. Um, when you look at uh, the FA Trophy, I mean, you touched on uh, most of the big clubs are still in at the moment, but actually some of the pretty more recent winners have been like the North Ferriby United, I think Hornchurch have won and that sort of thing. I mean, it does mean that the competition is winnable pretty much to anybody in those uh, two flights that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. It's a one-off game, isn't it? And um, the one thing that you don't want to be the team that's classed as the higher division team and get beat, and yet that happens all the time. I mean, I was five years at Cambridge, and we did it for many years on the trot, these competitions, and, and we knew that the teams that played us, um, and we were the underdogs in most of, the, of, of those cup wins that, that we had in the cup seasons, um, they end up um, sometimes not quite putting enough in. I get a little bit embarrassed to be seen to be trying too hard, and um, and so we've always got to be aware, and I'm, I am always aware of that. But um, you know th that could happen, and they're going to raise their game, and we mustn't drop our game, and that's that's important to you now. We can say it, you know, we can say it till you're blue in the face, um, but the lads have got to respond to that. Uh, we didn't do it early enough at. Hampton and Richmond, but then we, we came back and ended up winning the tie. So um, hopefully a lot of them would have learned from that as well. Sure. A um, couple of outs since uh, we last spoke. Um, Will Goodwin, obviously, you indicated that you'd have liked to have kept him. But I suppose when the league one side and Cheltenham comes in, and um, it's always going to be difficult, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, it's not, you know, it's not our uh, decision. Uh, the decision was from Stoke, of course. They were willing to let us keep him till the end of the season um, while they assessed him. Um, they felt he was doing well with us and was happy for him to carry on with us. But um, obviously, you know, Will did well enough for his, uh, his representative to be, uh, you know, letting people know that he, he could be available, and that's always a, a problem. Um, but, you know, he's gone to the first division, scored on his debut last night, Townsend was at the game. Um, and uh, so we, you know, we wish him good luck. Uh, and, but, obviously we're sorry to lose him, but we, uh, we brought in Ricky Aguas so straight away, so we didn't lose out on anything. And of course we didn't play him in the last game here, uh, same as Wormley, because we knew that they, they were not going to be here after their contract finished, which was... January the seventh, so the game before the seventh, we, we decided that you know, we'd say thanks a lot. See you. Uh, and Corey Andrews, we perhaps never saw the best of him here at Playmore. No, he's unlucky. He came with an injury. Um, 
his family, he's very close to his family for, for reasons private. Um, and uh, and it was best for him, you know, to move back to that sort of London area um, because he was desperate to play games, um, quite right. Um, but we couldn't promise him a first team game or a starting eleven game regular enough for him. Um, so you know, he's he's another one. He's a great lad and uh, gone to Wildstone. So that's you know, the same happened with Josh. So we'll have to wait and see how that, how all that develops. But um, we think we've, you know, we've got enough at the moment. Um, of course, we're always looking, but we've got enough to uh, see the next few months out. Thank you, Gary. No problem. Just thinking back to last Saturday, we, everybody's very excited about the young players coming into the team. But how pleased were you to get a really good 90 minutes out of some of your more senior players here, Acer, Tom Lapsley? Dean Moxie, Mark Holstead, all put in tremendous shifts. Yeah, they did, yeah. And a, a couple of those players have been struggling a little bit with injuries, but yeah. they, they came through a really difficult game. Yeah, well, I've said it before that they they have to, and we have to game manage them, um, because in this weather, with these pitches, and uh, it's not always ideal. It's the loveliest, best AstroTurf we've ever, you know, we've ever had here. But when you go from AstroTurf to grass, it's not always the best thing for older players who have got a little bit more older bones and you know that sort of yeah. stuff. So we have to um, we have to manage them. And uh, so if you see any of those three not in the team, for instance, then there's a good reason. Yeah. It's not the reason of that they've been dropped or you know left out for a bad performance because we need them. We won, yeah. you know, and they, they, and on the day um, against Halifax, as you say, they were real Trojans, is what I use, but real heroes in as much as that uh, they put a shift in. That's for sure. You've got obviously we've lost two, lost uh, um, Will and Corey've gone. You've got one in, so effectively you're one striker down on, yeah, on what you've got. Yeah. Is is that still a, an area that you're looking to to yeah. strengthen up front? Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt that we're always looking to strengthen. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Know, we could have Harry Kane, and you still got to look for somebody. Yeah. Somebody better. If you f can find that, if, you know. Sure. I was going to say, if Messi became available, but I'd like to have them both rather yeah. than just one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's. So therefore, we're looking all the time, and we'll have a list of players. Yeah. Um, we will talk to representatives of, of some players, especially if they're coming out of contract, and uh, that's why we're able to. Things change quickly in football. So one minute a, a club wants to get you know move somebody on, and the next minute they don't. One minute a player wants to come to us, next minute he's had a couple of other offers. At a higher level or something. So, um, but we're always we're always looking, always. And the big thing about that is that you know I know the uh, the, the strength of the club's finances, if you like. You know I know what we can, and what we can't do. However, I I, I, you know, I do sneakily try and throw one in it every now and again and see how far we take it. And I can honestly say that our. Board of Directors uh, 
very supportive in that, absolutely. And I think that's important for everyone to know because you know, we, we work as a club here, not just as different units. I think that's really important. Yes, it was obviously the, the fact that you've lost two, two, two strikers have gone out and one in, so you're effectively yeah. mathematically one down on, on, in, that, in that striking department. I know um, Ricky is, can do stuff, I know Kieran can... Yeah, you, uh, and you've got... Um, and you've played that system for a long time with, um, last year with Danny mm. and Connor as the... As the sort yeah, of, I mean, effectively it's two up front, isn't it? You yeah. Know, like, yes, you can have a nine and a ten a little bit rather than two nines, but... Yeah. Um, we want our strikers working hard anyway. Yeah. So you know, again, as we say, it's not so beauty. I so they all have to be moving and that. But sure. yeah. I think uh, I think I'm looking forward to giving uh, James Crow the opportunity because um, we we think he's a, a very good player. Ricky's sort of shown us not his best yet, but he's he will do. He's a, he's a quality player, and of course Jarvis is. He's doing his job every week right now. You yeah. know, he's a, a target man that uh, don't mind the fight, no. as in competition. Do you no. know what I mean? He's very good at that, and and he can kick the ball up the pitch sometimes for you. Smaller little tricky dickies. You highlighted him, didn't you, after the after the Halifax yeah, match? Yeah, I mean, I could have highlighted anyone, of course, but, but in those conditions with quite. the wind and the rain and everything, and he was, and, and he looked like he was loving it. By yeah. the way, you know. He was, Hippopotamus in, in, yeah. in, in the weather and all that, yeah. you know, he just loved the uh, competition. Yeah. yeah. You know, Ricky so. also highlighted him as well, didn't he? Sorry? Well, Ricky also highlighted him when we spoke to the, the website. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Looking okay. forward to playing with it. Yeah. Well, That's right. You know, yeah. He, 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 just, he loves it. You know, he loves yeah. competition, he yeah. loves the challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been the, a great time. The, uh, of all the teams we could have drawn in this competition, obviously we could have got one of the bigger ones, but in a funny sort of way, uh, um, attendances at this stage of the competition usually aren't great, and yet we're likely to get one of the bigger gates mm. of the round because mm. it's Taunton and because mm. of, in some ways it's almost, <laughs> let's face it, Torquay and Taunton would probably have played pre-season friendlies in years gone by, but yeah. not anymore. No. And, and uh, um, looking down through the ties, you think, Playmore could have the biggest gate of the round on Saturday, yeah, uh, which would, yeah. should take care of anybody thinking, oh, it's a bit of a, yeah, well, a, a, a something game. Yeah, I mean, some people support you every game, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and that's going to be important, and it's be, I'm sure Taunton will have a few, exactly, so they will yeah. definitely create a, yeah. an atmosphere yeah. and a sort of like a, um, a, a team that's, because they're not, they don't look like they're doing great, in the league, but actually they got a lot of games in hand. You have, yeah. And yeah. potentially they could be in that top four or five yeah. up there, if, if not higher. So, so they, they'll have their thoughts on, on the league as well. So they, their support has grown. Sure. I'm sure they'll all come here. It's not a million miles up the road. No. And so it'd be good for us to um, have the same, which we know we'll get. And yeah. the, ones that, yeah. you know, the ones that do come, they're sort of showing how important it is for them to support us yeah. in this competition, and uh, you know we need to show them that we uh, our appreciation. 
So plenty to digest there yeah, from just, the gaffers. Yeah, so. before, before we go any further, that was that was an award-winning intro. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. That one will go Sorry, down in, in, long in the memory <laughs> of, of podcast fans. It was long. I'll give it. Yeah, it I'll was. Give it. And you'll know why we were talking about Hippopotamus then, because as you've just heard, the gaffer refer to his star striker Aaron Jarvis as a hippopotamus. Yeah, meaning, uh, meaning he likes it in the meaning mud. Meaning he loves the mud, he enjoyed yeah. the scrap against Halifax on Saturday. I enjoyed the scrap against There's Halifax. No on resemblance to Aaron Jarvis and the no, hippopotamus. God, no. the, 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 Absolutely not. Didn't mean that. But it was such a game, um, the Halifax game. There was that period of a couple of minutes early in the second half where they couldn't get the ball away from the touchline in front of Bristow's bench. Yeah. Because somebody would come and whack it 10 yards further and it yeah. would stop. The wind was crazy. Wind was crazy. Mud was crazy. Mm. Halifax were crazy to run up and down in that little area in front of Bristow's bench. Causing their own problems. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's... It would, Let's talk about the Halifax game then. Let's let's we've got lots to digest this week. Loads to talk. Yeah, about. we have actually. two pages of notes here to work through. Wow! Um, but the the romp in the swamp was a heck of a game, wasn't it? It was, and it was it was much needed. I think we all said in the run up to that game, and when I say all, I mean every Torquay fan. Um, we need to win this one. If yeah. we, uh, uh, and you know, it was getting a bit. Not not nasty, but a bit neg- a bit, bit more negative on online about mm-hmm. yeah. the manager and his tactics and uh, and and his future. So there was that ramping up. It was, it was kind of you got to play more, and you you looked at the weather and you looked at the table and you looked at the squad and you thought, oh God, we need to win this. And you looked at the team because obviously it was clear that Will Goodwin and yeah. Stephen Wern, if they hadn't already gone, were on their way. Yeah, uh, Gary said they were there, but they they hadn't left yeah. yet. But I mean, that, that's beside the point. They, they, they were going, so they didn't play. Um, Brett McGavin still missing. Brett McGavin still apparently injured. Um, it, it was it was a changed team, but it was a changed team. Did, and I wrote that in the intro originally, and then and then took it out because I. Um, I don't know why I took it out, but but it just it, it but the, the the team that played were weren't necessarily all new faces. There was only one new face. Let's face it. So yeah, um, yeah. it was it was it was a changed team in as regards as the one directly before it. But it was still all players who've been trying to play their part this season and sometimes failing. What there was in that team this this week was uh, Asa Hall and. Tom Lapsley, Tom Lapsley, we, who when they play, yeah, and you can add Dean Dean Moxie to that because I, uh, I'd the add gaffer, Mark, Mark yeah. Holstead to that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, the, the gaffer obviously highlighted those, or someone highlighted them. I think you did, and then the gaffer yeah. talked uh, about them. When when those two, especially in midfield, the, the mm-hmm. Lapsley Hall midfield play, or he play, he's able to play that midfield. It makes a hell of a difference. Because we were speculating last week, weren't we? That in fact we were speculating before the game that you may just only get an hour. Yeah. Well, I wrote again. <laughs> I yeah. wrote uh, when the, they were both included in the team in the preamble before the game. You know, that, that sort of write up about the changes and stuff. I wrote that you know that the two players that that the gaffer can get an hour out of. Well, of course, yeah. he got more than an hour. Out hour of both and a half of out of both. Yeah. Of them. Hour and a half out of Moxie. Hour yeah. and a half out. And. Just a, a little snapshot from the game. I thought Tom Lapsley was incredibly unlucky to get booked for it was ridiculous sprinting booking. fifty yards across the pitch in conditions where it was hard enough to stand up. Yeah, making a tackle which was 
possibly not his best time. It was a tackle. sliding tackle, sliding, which, which is why I think he, yeah. he got booked. Sliding into the advertising boards on the far side. Yeah. And when he picked himself up and picked some of the mud out of his eyes, the referee was waiting with a yellow card. Yeah, it was a rubbish yellow card. I don't think the referee on Saturday... Well, here's a bold statement. I'm not sure he's ever played in those conditions because he made no allowances at the all. Referees having played well in any conditions. When they were kids, they must have played on um, King George the Fifth. Do you know what? Some of these referees, I reckon, were probably referees by the time they were twelve. Maybe. Um, maybe. But he, he cut that's, the players that's no, no reflection, slack at all. Because obviously, we all we all want kids to be yeah. referees, but we'd like them to play football first. But we've seen referees who look at a pitch like that and say, "Okay." Some tackles are going to be mistimed. Yeah. You know, we'll talk to it the players and say, "Look, card. let's you know, let next time you come in for a tackle like that, if you do that again, I'm going to book you." Yeah, just just wind it down. Do a you want me to list a few cliches? It's a man's game, uh, um, all that kind of thing. It's, it's yeah. a it's a contact sport. It's, you know, come on, referees. Yeah, I mean, he booked too many players on yeah. Saturday, and there was, it was, and it was more to do with the um, the, the conditions than the actual the actual play itself. It was one of those games where there was a danger that somebody was going to get set off. Well, because, I said that to you, you know, during was, the game. I think the, the, there was a second yellow coming, but I mean, the old hands did superbly. Yeah. The pitch, credit to Julian and the team for getting the game on in the first yeah. place. And by the way, if they get Saturday's game on against Taunton and Tuesday's against Bromley. That will be a massive feather in well, their caps. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to throw it out there, but you, you already have. I mean, is Saturday going to be on if this continues? Well, I'm looking out the window now, and it's throwing it down again. It is. And that pitch was battered by the yeah, end of the game. Yeah. Um, it's going to be some feat if the weather it continues is. like this to get it on. It to is. be honest with you, I hadn't really thought about that. Well, let's see. Who knows? I mean, it's supposed to be a dry day Friday, I think, but then rain coming back in again on Saturday. Right. There was a point in the game on Saturday, by the way, and um, I, I, I read this somewhere, that where Ace, uh, where Aaron Downs and Gary uh, Johnson just couldn't see. The rain was coming in horizontally. There was a point <laughs> just before the end of the first half, for about a minute and a half, the weather, the rain and the wind was so strong for the first time ever now we sit quite a way back do, yeah, in yeah. in uh, in the stand um, in the press box and that's the first time I've ever thought oh crikey the, the laptop's getting wet yeah yeah there were droplets on my laptop yeah. screen and Can't be you know that's that. some way back to get the the yeah. rain to be you know blown in it was swirling around it was it was a remarkable thing to see the very idea of droplets on my laptop screen. I have to let the cat in at this point. This is this is another glimpse into our domestic lives because he's soaked. Now. Hang on, listen to the wind. They See, atmosphere. Shrieking past the door and you've got to let the cat in. Otherwise, somebody will report me to the RSPCA. <laughs> so there we go. That's, uh, that's, that's Yeah, so, so it was the conditions. It, we, going back to what I said, I mean, it, we had to win that. Yeah. And... Okay, one nil, but we won it. it enough. In, we won it in style. Yeah, one nil. It was enough. <laughs> if that makes it was, sense. It was good that Acer got the goal. Uh, it wasn't a pretty goal either. But no, it was. Okay. It was a get your leg up there and try and try and steer it towards towards the net. I mean, once he got contact on it, it was always going yeah. in because uh, it was it was it was a decent decent strike. And there were other chances as well. Dean Moxie had a good chance. Dylan Crow, who maybe didn't have his best game for Torquay. Very nearly scored the goal of the season with a 30 Didn't yarder. he do one like that before, early on in the he season? He did, he's got that yeah. in him, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, and, and you know, that was some shot. But uh, that's the Halifax game. A couple of other points for that. 
if you picked up on the highlights, which are on the club website, yeah, uh, I believe Ugh. Dom, Dom, that's the cat, and <laughs> it's wet. Uh, did, <laughs> Dom, me, did the commentary on the stream, and by the sound of it, did a cracking job of Good. it as well. So Good. kudos to Dom for that. It's not and an easy job, that. No, I, I've never done it, and I'm not sure I'd like to do it. No, I'm not sure it would be. I'm no. not sure I'd be any good at that. I think you'd be brilliant. But and and the big losers. Let's feel a bit sorry for the Halifax game, for those boys who spent all that time on Friday making the banners and put pictures of themselves up on Facebook, making banners with Gary out written on them, and never got the chance to wave them about on Saturday. No. Spare a thought for the boys. I'm not going to spare a thought for nah. that. Nah. But there you go. I mean, it's it. You know, it's it's a young lad thing, isn't it? It is, it is. <laughs> and it, it didn't look good, it didn't... Um, anyway, let's, let's move on. I mean, on. what, what, Never what, what these young again. lads don't realise is that in 30 years' time, when they're 50-year-old supporters and they've seen it all, yeah. they'll appreciate what they've got because they've not really, at the moment, had that much experience of managers at the club. That's true, that's a very good point. Good point. But I mean, that doesn't excuse the 50-year-olds that are doing the same thing. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, excuse my sarcasm. But there you go. <laughs> so let's look ahead then. Um, players coming in. Now, Nico Lawrence, mm. centre-back from Southampton, mm. which the gaffer has just confirmed that, apart from crossing a couple of T's and dotting a couple of I's, yep. we'll have an exciting young centre-back from Southampton. Much well thought of, apparently. Very well thought of, and possibly with us until the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, this is all moving in the right direction, isn't it? This is I good. mean, you could all, almost suggest that apparently, and I, I'm not privy to it, but apparently he's been a while uh, around for a little while. So I think the players who played on Saturday might might have known about him already. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if he has been at training that long, um, maybe that spurred the the centre back performance Possibly. that we saw on Saturday. Possibly. Um, but the things are moving in the right direction. Ricky Aguilar, what did you think of him? I thought he was very good. There was a couple of people around me, behind me, sort of in the press box, in the, in the, in the seats behind us, that were um, not slagging him off, but, but, but suggesting he wasn't the best signing. And I, I was surprised by that because yeah. I thought he looked good. It was horrible conditions to make exactly. his debut. Yeah. I thought he looked good on a, on a nice pitch, which, 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 which mainly Torquay United play. Yeah. I think he'd be effective, more effective with his game. He, he likes the ball down at his feet. It, uh, it, he had a couple of shots. He did. You know, he didn't yeah. do too badly. He he suggested afterwards that he liked playing up front with uh, Aaron Jarvis. Now, whether he does play up front again as a as a ten or we we see James Crowell come in, I don't know. But um, we have options. We have options. I, I mean, it was a difficult game for a, a nimble-footed. Yeah. Ball yeah, but I thought he did well, and he, he looked like well. he was enjoying it out there. Yeah, he did. certainly did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that was a tick in the box. Yeah, no, I, I think he's well. going to be a decent player. Yeah. And if, you know, we've only got him for twenty-eight days. Yeah, and his manager's just gone at Swindon. His manager's just left yes. to go to yeah. Crawley. So whether that affects, it won't affect the twenty-eight days. No. Whether that affects, you know, a, an extra add-on or whatever. Um, Let's make the most we'll of him see. while we've we'll while see. we've got him. Okay, look, look forward then. Taunton on Saturday. Taunton. Looking forward to that a lot. It's, it's, they'll be if it's bringing... On. If it's on. Uh, the they, the, the they, interesting thing about if it's on yeah. is might it be an easier decision to call it off because it's Taunton and Taunton can come down the motorway on a Tuesday or Wednesday Maybe. night uh, without really much more planning you're saying it, it's, it's an easier call it's than, an easier than call a gate, than a gateshead than if gateshead were yeah. already in the bay yeah 
Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Um, but but yeah, thousands. it's got to be a thousand. They'll bring a lot, won't yeah. they? They're well supported. Um, it's a chance to uh, chance to get one over a mm. local rival. Who who knows? We you know we could end up in the same division one way or another. DT made a point in the press conference. I don't think I I, I can never I can I cannot remember playing Taunton in a pre-season I, friendly, I and yet they're 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 an hour if that up the yeah. road. I wonder whether they've just never figured on our radar because well, they, they've they, been at a level, a similar level to South Tiverton, now. aren't they? They've been at Tiverton's level. Yeah, they've always been Tiverton. basically the same level yeah. as Tiverton. So Southern League Premier, yeah. Southern League um, Division One South as it is now. There's those two steps. Uh, this is the first time they've been up in the National South, mm. and they won that. Uh, they won that right last season, and uh, they're doing all right uh, by all accounts. Um, Lloyd James is there, yeah. who we had on yeah. loan in 2019. Played for a lot of clubs, Lloyd James. Yeah. Uh, Jared Lewington is no longer there. No longer there. He's gone back to Buckland, which yeah. is a, a surprise move. But um, I, I, I think he, whether he was getting into the team this season at Taunton, I haven't checked out. No. But uh, he's gone back to Buckland, where he learned to play football. And I watched him learning to play football. You know, starting when I first came back from 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 uh, my my, tra- my travails away. He um, he was on the bench as a youngster at Buckland, yeah. and I watched him become a first team player, and um, with Gavin Gavin Hammond uh, up front, and those two yeah. became mighty mighty. They were, they were unplayable. Oh, weren't they? brilliant they at times those two together. I bet he would have loved to be playing against Torquay this Saturday. Yeah, though. that's I, I, I did wonder that. that. Yeah, because yeah. obviously he played for Torquay, didn't he, for yeah. a short while. Um, I, I I think he's a great player, and and he scored in his day is his second debut last week. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, um, in a three-one win. So um, he's, he's got twenty goals this yeah. season in him, surely. I yeah, yeah, I would have thought so at that level. They, he, he he is brilliant in the air at that level because yeah. um, the defenses aren't as good as as where he would have been playing recently, and he you know just. If, um, if they get the ball into his head from corners and stuff, you'll, you'll see goals. We'll talk about it a little bit later on, but they've yeah, got yeah, a yeah. mighty game coming up this weekend. Mighty, mighty as game. As well. Um, yeah, Taunton, I mean, the, the, the number of people, thanks to Julian for this, the number of people who we have in common with Taunton is, is pretty big. <laughs> I'm just going to... Uh, this <laughs> office life, Brilliant. There you go. Um, Russell Musker was manager there. Keith Bowker was manager yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, Derek Fowler played there. Ian Basto, Tom Kelly, Mark Loram, Ellis Late. Yeah. All played at Taunton. Matt Villis. Yeah. Is their current assistant manager? Is up he there. the assistant at the moment? Apparently yeah, so. Uh, yeah. He, uh, they they've got a rich history, and of course, I think they won the Vars. Have they? I didn't yeah. realise that. So I think they yeah. won the Vars. Yeah. So. Um, this will be this will be a step up, obviously. They're going to be hard to beat, aren't they? Yeah. Chippenham were hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. Taunton will be similarly hard yeah. to beat. Anybody who's thinking uh, it's it's a it's a don't think like that. No, no it's no. going to be some game. I think we'll see James Cruel playing up front. I think that was hinted at in the press yeah. conference earlier on. I think I mean, and also hinted at was the fact that some of those players who battled their way through the swamp last Saturday, we're thinking Asa, we're thinking Tom Lapsley, maybe even Dean Moxie might get, get a, a rest. bit of a break. Yeah. Which would be um, which would be welcome for them, but it's not a game to be taken lightly. No, Although it's not. Taunton, as Gary was saying, a seventeenth in National League South. Yep. Uh, but they've got a load of games in hand. I so just realised it's the Goals versus the Peacocks. <laughs> it is. It is. 
<laughs> How many? So many teams would burn. I mean, you've got robins, you've got magpies, yeah. you've got throstles. Yeah, there's not many peacocks, so no. Aren't Leeds the peacock? Leeds United peacocks. Oh, maybe in the past. I think I think that's yeah. kind of that's one of those you know you get nicknames that used to be popular that have died off. Yeah, I think that's one of them. I'm um, sure they were the peacocks at one time. They lily whites as well. Yeah, they probably were. Yeah, I thought that was a department store. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Taunton lost at Dover, lost 1-0 at Dover on Tuesday, but that was their first league defeat in six games. Right, OK. So they're, uh, it's going to be quite a game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Looking no, I'm, looking for, I'm really looking forward to it if it's on. But <laughs> yeah, if, if it's on, the pitch is going to be no better than it was against Halifax. No, I, I think, I think um, it'll be interesting if it is called off because we're supposed to be playing uh, uh, Bromley, Bromley on, Tuesday on Tuesday night. Yeah. Now... As far as I'm aware, and I think this is still the case, FA competitions take priority over league. I believe they do. So that'd be interesting to see if it is off, whether that knocks the uh, the Bromley game off the immediate God, calendar. That's interesting because the Bromley game has a certain status. Yeah. yeah. As a yeah, and, and Bromley would come talk Bromley in a minute. They're yeah. doing quite well too. That's yeah. That's interesting. I mean, this is all sliding doors. But <laughs> it is. Yeah. If what if? Yeah. 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 What if what if? So Bromley Tuesday, Bromley a tenth. Yeah, they're they're always no. tough. I mean Bromley. Yeah, they've I mean, given we, us a, a, yeah, a sound hiding a couple that, of times. It's that they? game, that game that sticks in the memory and the crawl, isn't it? Of uh, of watching Dean Edwards standing on the and the, the, the sidelines in that tracksuit. The ball that bounced over the keeper. Yeah, yeah, and that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, um, but but my mates Paul and Steve, who are big Bromley fans, they're looking forward to it. They've already made their plans for Tuesday night. Have they? So um, what are they, they doing? Be, uh, well, I, I believe they're starting early. Are they? Should we put it that way? Is that is that a euphemism oh. for getting drunk? I think that might. Be. <laughs> they, they, they might have a certain amount of liquid refreshment in mind. Uh, so yes, yeah, starting early. Those boys are. Um, they, Bromley played well against Wrexham the other night. It was on the telly. I didn't watch it. it didn't Michael watch it. Cheek looked useful. They've yeah, got he's always a, a good player. They've got a lad on loan from Millwall who is a, a, an attacking midfield player called Bezart Topolot. Young Lion. Yeah, good player. He looks mm, good. Okay. Look forward to seeing him in action. Hope we can subdue him. A yeah. Bit. The Wrexham defeat was their first in six games uh, and they play Yeovil this Saturday. Do they? So they've got, yeah, they've got some... Uh, well, let's, or, do, or do they? You, um, I, It'll be off anyway. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's, let's talk about the table, guys, because the table's quite interesting. I haven't written one in the paper this week, much to my shame. But um, there, there's a couple of teams yeah. above us. Now, obviously the wind didn't take us out of the um, uh, the relegation zone. We, we are, what, do you call it second from bottom or third from bottom? I'm not sure what you call it. There's bottom, first from bottom, second from bottom. Second from second bottom. bottom. That's, that's where um, we are right now. Yeah, 21st. Yeah. We're 21st. Yeah. Or 22nd. Or 22nd. It's so Richard, we these num These numbers are so complicated. You keep talking. I'll find a league table. Um, it's uh, The wind didn't get us out of it, um, but then one win isn't at the moment. But it's quite tight now with just five teams. Yeah. And then, then I think up to Aldershot, there's another five-point gap. Yeah. So it's... What's worrying is it's now just five teams for four places, whereas it before is. there was maybe a couple more teams in the in, in, in the running for the relegation zone as well. It's interesting the way that gap has opened up. I know yeah. what you mean because, yeah, I've got, I've got a table here now. Um, yeah, Scunthorpe are bottom with 19 points from 26 games. Maidstone, 21 points from 27. Torquay, 22 points from 26. Gateshead, 22 points from 25. 
Oldham 24 points from 24. And, and then, then, like you say, it's well, yeah, I mean, the Oldham are in that gap now, but Oldham shot 26 from 25, and the gaps get bigger as you move up. Yeah. The, the reason that everybody's so close at the bottom, of course, is because the top teams are pounding everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, uh, the the battle between Notts County and Wrexham. Chesterfield, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, look at the gaps up there. Notts County, 62 points. Wrexham, 59. Chesterfield, 49. There's a 10-point gap between yeah. Wrexham and Chesterfield. Well, we all know that, that Wrexham will go up whether they finish top or... One um, way or another. Yeah. But, well, you see... There's, isn't there a bit of schadenfreude that's sitting at the back of your mind that Wrexham end up in the playoffs Don't again, want them in the division, guy, next and, season. But they end up playing Wealdstone or somebody like that yeah, in the playoff yeah, yeah. final and losing yeah, no. to a winning goal from Corey Andrews. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> who I haven't talked about yet. <laughs> uh, just, we, just, we just referenced the fact that he's now gone to, to Wealdstone. Corey and, Andrews uh, at Wealdstone, yeah. And... Well, well, wasn't the best signing in the world. I think uh, the, I, I think um, a lot of it was to do with the fact that he was po- po- possibly missing London. Yeah, and the euphemism, of course, is that we didn't see the best of him. No, um, he never really got into his stride for us. Uh, he'll do a Josh Umara. He'll go off and score loads. Well, of that's, that's I read someone write that on on Twitter, and uh, you know you can see that happening. But hey ho, that doesn't mean he would have continued to. He would have stayed and scored goal for us. No. Horses for courses, different situations. I mean, obviously, they've come to the point where, you know, he, he needs to be closer to his family. Yeah. He's not figuring in Gary's plans. No. So, you know, you, you wish him well. Wheelstone in, and, and I yeah, think the, yeah. the, 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 the term is bite your hand off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. I mean, uh, interestingly, they seem to have paid some money for him, and that's not come out. But what has come out is that Wheelstone's whether they paid some money for him or this has helped towards his wages, but Wealdstone's supporters club raised 10 grand, grand recently to okay. put him into the club, which the club has referred to as being used for, for this oh, move. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't see yeah. that. Interesting. The, just dwelling for a moment on the Wrexham-Bromley game, there's one thing that makes me happy about this whole Wrexham circus. Go on. And it makes me very, very happy. Go on. Is that Luke Young... Despite the fact that they've yeah. brought in yeah. 25 millionaire players or whatever, yeah. Luke Young is still in the side. He's still captain yeah, he's and he's still player. playing wonderfully well. He laid on one of the goals against Coventry in the Cup last week. He was superb against Wrexham the other night. It took him a while to settle in there. And of course, he went there way before all of this, this Hollywood shenanigans yeah. started. I wonder what you were going to say. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to edit this. But no, shenanigans keep it in, guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and he's, I mean, he's one of the nicest guys you'll meet. If, if ever there was a player that you wanted to do well, it's Luke Young. And he gave, uh, looking back on it, you feel like he gave us an extra season because of yeah. his injuries. Yeah. And he felt like he was paying back the club for looking after him during yeah. his injury. Very much He so. could have gone before that season. Yeah. Um, but he did seem, almost seem to have given us an extra season out of the, the goodness of his little heart. Absolutely. I love the fact that he's still there. In the team with yeah, all the fancy dance and um, and still anchoring the midfield and peppering the goal with shots from thirty five yards. Yeah. One of my biggest memories of his time at, at Torquay is he, he had a couple of injuries, didn't he? And then you know every time he came back and he he used to go in for a tackle, didn't he? <laughs> I know what you're and say. You, you know you yeah. could hear the whole of the the ground go <laughs> as he was heading towards <laughs> making that tackle each time he came back. 
Uh, a few X goals in the news this week. Did you see Stevenage beating Aston Villa? Yeah, I, I Jamie didn't, didn't watch it, but I, I, I was keeping an eye on the game on my my uh, tablet, and uh, yeah, saw. My saw. daughter is a fanatical Aston Villa fan. Of course Villa she fan. is. And, and uh, a friend of a friend of mine, Rachel Malik, who uh, tw- mm, tweets yeah. quite a lot. She uh, she's also a fanatical Aston Villa fan with a with a talk United season ticket. Yeah. So. I was exchanging texts with my daughter saying, you know, Jamie Reed's on the bench. Yeah. You know, Jamie Reed, and of course, Reedy came on, scored the penalty that equalised and was involved um, throughout. Stevenage beaten Villa 2-1. Who did they get in the next round? I, I did not say, see. No. But uh, it was interesting. The, the commentators didn't pick up on it. But of course, on the pitch at the same time, Jamie Reed and Ollie Watkins... Mm. who would have been at school together. And also, uh, no, they didn't pick it up. They should have done it. Get, yeah. get research done. Absolutely. I mean, we, 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 we research these podcasts. I nearly tweeted. And it, Ana- it, come on. Ana- 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 analytically, Ana- we, we, we do a lot of research. We, yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Most of it's stuck in the back of our heads yeah, somewhere, isn't yeah. it? But in, the, we, in the hippocampus. Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> but yeah, Reed and Watkins, two old school buddies on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, uh, and, and they used to be uh, taken to training at Exeter City's Academy together in the same car, along with another player who escaped, Matt Jay, who's just gone. He had, That was a surprise, wasn't it? Um, yes surprise and for no. Exeter fans. Yeah, well, it may be, but he hasn't been able to get into the team really? as, a, as a regular okay. first-team starter. Talk, talk Eborn. He's uh, another Matt goals Jay, fan, isn't yeah, he, Matt Jay? Yeah, yeah. Who, who would have been in that car with uh, Jamie Reid and Ollie Watkins. Um, he's gone to Chesterfield. No, he hasn't. He's gone to Colchester. Yeah. Um, I I suggest he probably, even though he's been with Exeter since almost year dot of his life, he, uh, he probably wanted to go because he wasn't getting in the team. No. He wasn't getting in the, in, the, in the team. He was club captain, 26, but he wasn't getting in the team for the last year under uh, Matt Taylor. Um, I, I, I feel like I know him very well because he, he did a weekly column for the, uh, for oh, the Express right, Neko. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, re- I, I sort of uh, sub that every week. Um and then under the new manager, he certainly wasn't getting in the team. And um, when he did, he scored. Yeah. And then he was yeah. dropped the next week. In which case, it's time to go, it's isn't it? It's time to go. Yeah. And and the new manager is changing things quite a lot there. Mm-hmm. It's not gone brilliantly, although they did, they did have a good Christmas. Um, but Tim Deyang yeah, accepted an offer from Gillingham that, that triggered his, his release clause when he's one of their key players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's gone from League see, One to League Two basement battle. See, this is the um, this is what we don't get with the the transfer window. I mean, we it, it influences what we do to a certain extent yeah. because league players. Yeah, absolutely. But you don't get this kind of casino where players are and agents are playing one off against the other during January. No, no, exactly. Um, and players are making moves out of the blue. I mean, yeah. our Argyle fans are distraught at losing Morgan Whitaker back to Swansea at the they call he him was on loan with me he looked he looks a decent player he does but uh, there you go more ex goals in it oh, Will Goodwin let's talk about Will Goodwin yeah yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've heard in the last month or so people kind of not very happy with him but eight goals in 24 games or something in, in, in a, a in an underperforming team in an underperforming team as an 18 or 19 year old I think yeah. I turned 19 by now but I think that's that's not bad. In a team like Torquay's yeah, got at yeah. the moment, at the bottom of the table, you've come in on loan from Stoke and you're 18 and you've played nearly every game. I think there was yeah, only one game he one. missed yeah, uh, yeah. because he was he was uh, suspended. Yeah. Um, very rarely came off. 
were, were mostly played yeah. 90 minutes. I can I can certainly see why Cheltenham, who I said were League Two in the paper this week, I apologise, they're League One. League One. I, I, I relegated them. I can certainly see why they came in and. Um, well, they've offered him a two and a half year deal yeah, as well. Yeah. And of course, he scored on his debut in the AFL Trophy. Which I missed. Salford. I missed last night. So yeah. So that's a, that's a good start. Yeah. So he's. I mean, he'll do well. Yeah. Uh, we I think he he's a better player than he than Torquay made him look mm. at times. Yeah. And I mean, people are moaning, well, why, you know, Torquay tried their best, as Gary said just now, tried their best to keep him. Oh, well, you can't but keep you're him. Not Full stop. But the, the, the Torquay didn't have any option in no, the matter whatsoever. He went back to Stoke because Stoke got a deal with Cheltenham. So he went back and went straight to Cheltenham for money, apparently. So yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And he's not going to, he's not going to say, oh, well, even if we had the money mm-hmm. to pay his wages that, that he'll be getting at Cheltenham or the money that, that, that maybe the undisclosed fee was. Yeah. Will, Will Goodwin isn't going to go, oh, I'll play for Torquay for another exactly. season in the relegation battle in the National exactly. League when, when I could be at, in League One. Reality check yeah, for come on. a few people. And a uh, little bit of news that made us a bit sad here at the podcast is that Hakan Hayretin got sacked yeah. by, as manager of Maidstone. One of, one, of, one, of Mr. one of the Mr. Non-League football men. Absolutely. One of those managers who will always make time to say hello whenever yeah. he's around. Um, one of the good guys. He was at Torquay as a player, very briefly. Yeah, always managed just slightly below the level he's managing at now. Yeah. And done a very good job. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's not worked out. Hopefully he gets another job quickly because he, he is one of the nice guys. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's one of the good guys in non-league football as well um, two very good I'm just going to move on from that here's a slightly mischievous but Torquay and Gateshead mm-hmm. are now the only teams down in the basement who have kept faith with their managers this season are they uh, everybody else has chopped and changed that's interesting um, it would be well, let's interesting that to dividends. Torquay and Gateshead yeah. be the ones yeah, yeah, to pull yeah. themselves out wouldn't yeah. it because um, yeah that's an interesting little thing to keep in the back of your mind Great things for two other Torquay teams. The under-18s had a good win, 4-0 against BRS Coaching. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be dancing in the streets of BRS. Yeah, I honestly, it's one of my pet hates when you have clubs playing in proper leagues. Okay, it's the under-18s league, yeah. but, but it's still a proper league that, that are called things like that. Where are they based? Where well, I don't know. You can't tell, just, can no, you? I mean, you might as well be... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. There's A A E K um, Athens Athens or something. No, no. There's A E K Boko who play around Bristol somewhere. Yeah. Just get a real name, will you, please? I, I mean, just, it, it winds me up that there's a team in the South Devon League called the Windmill, which is a pub in Plymouth. <laughs> no, no. Enough already. I just spoke to Ryan Dixon up at the training ground. He's very pleased with the way that went. Ben Aldous got three goals in the first half yeah, he's, hour. He's he sounds like a goals. prospect. Yeah. And Will Brennan got the other one for them. And the Talk United women yep. beat Ilminster Town by seven goals to nil. Seven nil. Seven different scorers. Yeah, was it? Seven different scorers. Roll of honour is Ellie Bishop, Rebecca McMullen, Connie Pengelly, Daisy Self, Tracy Cross, Sasha Mole, and Danny Wyatt. Yeah. Sasha excellent. Mole, of course, who was the goalkeeper. Um, yeah. who in that magnificent cup win yeah. a season or so ago apparently she uh, scored from 35 yards did she with a goal not, kick not sure, <laughs> not sure if there's any video yeah, evidence yeah. of this but great win for the Talk United women great win for the under 18 no, great win for the senior team good stuff good stuff what, what a week it's guy. been a good week 
Looking ahead to a couple of other local teams before we leave you, it's a big weekend for Brixham and Buckland, isn't it? Last 32 of the national competition, the FA Bars, were the final at Wembley. Final at Wembley. Now, this is the thing. We'll talk about who they're playing in a minute. But at the moment, I think the, the, the way it works is the FA Trophy is played on the same day as the FA Vars at Wembley. Imagine. Wow. Imagine, right? Yeah. Torquay in the final. And then the appetizer is Brixham versus Buckland. I, do you know that's made all the hairs on the back of my neck stand up? That would be the, the, week, the weekend of your dreams. Wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? What, a, what a day that would be. I'm, uh, Lorraine, we're going to London for the weekend. <laughs> there might be a bit of football involved. But uh, yeah, that would be quite something. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm presuming that they haven't changed that and that the Vars and the Trophy are still on the same day. You, well, I mean, the, the rounds are all being played on the same yeah, day, yeah. aren't they? So, I mean, it, the, it never so. used to be, but I think they started doing it a couple of years ago. So A double header at Wembley. Imagine it. Imagine the, the Brixham boys and the Buckland boys and yeah. girls as well heading up the um, motorway oh, for a Wembley what, what I mean, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Would. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Because they've both got tough games, haven't they? Yeah. Brixham at home to Rains Park Vale. Yeah, the uh, Rains Park Vale, who play in the um, Combined Counties South Premier Division, um, which is above Brixham, because Brixham are one level below, playing in the Peninsula Premier Division East. Yeah. Um, they're on course to win promotion because there's a shake-up in non-league football down here at the end of the season. The Western League and the Peninsula League are amalgamating amalgamating oh, they, I didn't know to this. become the Western Peninsula League. <sighs> okay, I thought it was going to be some sort of radical yeah. name for it. Um, but it does mean that there will be two divisions mm-hmm. or at the same level as... So that, that will include Buckland as well. So yeah. Buckland and Brixham could be playing in the... Should be playing unless yeah. Buckland go up mm-hmm. in the... Uh, in the same division next season, which so be, will uh, they be regionalised divisions or will it be so an it's, upper it's, and lower? It's a north and a south, north, so it's basically north, north Bristol, and south, south yeah. and Somerset, Devon and Cornwall. Interesting. Me, that will a, be interesting. Yeah, so it's it's a a big thing, and then there are there's going to be three divisions under that. So a Bristol, a Somerset, Devon, Cornwall division under that, the level under that, the same level as the potential league. This is it's a bit complicated, but so, essentially it's yeah. a big shake-up. And Bovey get to be in that as well? Well, they will be. Uh, the four teams, the, the top four teams of the Peninsula East Premier Division yeah. will go straight into the same level as Buckland. Interesting. In the new, in the new setup. And at the moment, Brixham are fourth, but with many games in hand. Mm-hmm. But you've also got Newham Spurs hanging around there, Buffy Tracy having a, hanging around there, Dartmouth, Dartmouth hanging around there, there, hanging yeah, around there. Yeah. All four of those are possible, um, and that there might be a fifth place available as well. So it's it, it's going to be a, an interesting end of season. Yeah. It's made for an interesting season in that division, anyway. However, Rains Park Vale, Rains yeah, Park Vale, yeah. um, down in South London. Yeah. Um, Big catchment area, lots of players yeah. who've played at higher levels, yeah. presumably now. Um, Finding yeah. a feat at Range Park Vale. The manager is the brother of Conor Gallagher of Crystal Palace in England. Is he really? Yeah, the older yeah. brother. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. They, you know, them and Ascot have a long way to come for games. Yeah. Buckland on a weekend Ascot. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tim well, Porter, the the the, um, the Brixham manager, said to me, which I, I used in the paper, no matter how wily and experienced some of their defenders are, they won't want to come and play on a Saturday in the winter at Wall Park. <laughs> That's a lovely sentiment. I love it. And of course, uh, what do we know about Ascot, who are at Buckland? Guess where they play. 
Do they play at Ascot? They play at the race course. Do they really? They, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least there's no um, no ambiguity about their name. They're not a BRS coaching kind of No, thing, exactly. Like Ascot, <laughs> it does what it says on the team. It, it does. Uh, um, I'm going to avoid horse mm-hmm. racing uh, analogies. You, you won't. <laughs> when you come to write your match report next week, you won't. Yeah, the, the fall of the last fans, <laughs> you know, horses for courses, all, all that business. Expect them all to come out of yeah, their Yeah. They are exactly the same level as Buckland, exactly mm-hmm. the same level as Rains Park, which is the highest level you can be in that competition before you go into the trophy. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they are both both Rains Park, who are in the south, and Ascot United, who are in the the north division of the yeah uh, combined counties league. Ascot in the north. I know. Yeah. Um, they both um, are. I'm trying to think, what I'm going to say. They're both doing very, very well. Yeah. I think one's first and one's second. I can't remember which, which way around it is. So, so it's not easy games for either Buckland or Brixham. But they're at home. Absolutely. And Brixham, uh, sorry, Buckland have got Jared Lewington. It's very exciting. If Torquay's off, then hopefully one of those games will be on. Absolutely. And just imagine how I've many people are going to be I've suggested Torquay's off, both of those games will be off as well. But yeah. it is worth double-checking. It is because yeah. there'll be some, uh, there'll be a big crowd. There'll there. be a big crowd. There'll be a big crowd anyway. Well, but Buckland usually get around 150, mm-hmm. but on the return of Jared Lewington last Saturday, they got two, two, three, five. Yeah. So I think that made an impression already. Good stuff. Rich, I think we've reached, end. we've reached the end of yeah. our agenda. We did mention the hippopotamus somewhere along the line. We did, and the hippocampus. The hippocampus and and the hypocrites. <laughs> Marvelous. <laughs> What could be better? Thank you very much for your time. We'll see you hopefully at Playmore on Saturday for the FA Trophy action. He said, looking outside the window at the rain pouring down. Yeah, I'm sorry to be negative in that respect, but let's hope it's on. If it's on, we'll see you there. Yeah, and if it's not, we'll see you at Buckland or Brixham. We will, but as ever, come come on, you yellows. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Come on, you yellows.